and it's a great song and it fills me with all the all the nostalgic feel goods but fucking wily stage two um followed yeah. closely by that undertale song which is so fucking good yeah uh, yeah 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 that song rocks and i'm not even a huge undertale guy part three you know who else isn't a huge undertale guy who's that Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixlet. My name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. And today we're finishing Gabriel Knight, Sins of the Father. Maybe. You know, I don't know. I, we might talk about it. I, I have to believe, actually, that Gabriel Knight probably wouldn't be much of an Undertale guy. He'd probably be one of those bro-dozers who's like, oh, you got feelings in your games? Fuck that. Like, Yeah. Uh, he, he buys the... He buys, like, Madden and yeah. FIFA... And then like the whatever the Call of Duty that comes out that year. Right, right. So yeah. that's that's Gabriel Knight in that's a nutshell. That's 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 who you people are defending. I don't know why I assumed yeah. everyone's defending him. I, they might. I, mean, I I mean we'll we'll see. These episodes aren't even out yet, so that's it's true. gonna be a couple. It's gonna be a couple <laughs> weeks before these episodes. Even <laughs> like the first episode isn't even out as the t uh, when we're recording this. That's so true. it'll be. We'll see if people start defending the Gabriel Knightiverse. We, we um, might be burning some serious bridges, and we just don't even know some yet. We don't even know yet. We don't even know yet. Um, so, Gabriel Knight, uh, Sins the Father, it's part three, uh, Body in the Marsh, who cares? Um, <laughs> I Are you guys Phil, invested? Are you as invested as Kevin is? I texted Phil beforehand if he could bring <laughs> table topics in case I wanted to stop talking about this book. Um... I didn't write notes, so I'm I'm fucking winging it tonight. It's oh just just doing it live. Um, our, because our it, 99th episode. 90. <laughs> this is our 99th episode, and it is probably the least professional I'm going to be, be in an episode. No. Uh, can't be asked to give a fuck mm -hmm. about no. the last part of Gabriel Knight because it is it is this is drivel at this point. So boring. It's so boring and bad. Boring yeah. and bad. It's boring it's bad. both bo boring and bad and yeah. racist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, look, we've had boring books on this show. We've had bad books on this show. I, have we had racist books on this show? No, um, because we decided not to read the Doom adaptation. <laughs> That's right. That's Is this officially the first time we've said on the air that we've... we uh, uh, we've? I think yeah. it's the first time we've... we've, we've I, I, I might have mentioned it before, but yeah, we... I, I think we've mentioned it on social, but I don't think yeah. anyone, uh, yeah. So any of you, we've had people ask if we're going to read the Doom books, and the answer is no, probably not. Uh, yeah, probably the not. authors are these right-wing crank libertarian types. Yeah. I read the first couple pages, and it's like about a war in the Middle East, and I was like, this cannot go well at all, uh, so we're no. just gonna pass on this one. <laughs> no, like we, we, we came, I think we probably came the closest with like discussion of the infidel thing in the last Halo book we read. Yeah, and that's, that's like, that's some like, uh, drive-by racism. Yeah, that wasn't even like us thinking he did overall it good book. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so that's that's just like bad judgment. More. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a weird cultural time, if you will. Yeah. Like that's that's the worst of it. So yeah. 
we've you know we've we've done this show for nearly two years at this point, and uh, and this is the first time we've run into anything overtly racist. And most of the books we're reading are from are are, are older than like twenty years. Uh, so honestly, right, not bad, not yeah. a bad track record. <laughs> right, not at all. When I tell you to dump a body in the marsh, you dump them in the marsh. So, uh, chapter seven. Um, so, if you remember, uh, Gabriel got knocked himself out. He ran into a tree, like Wiley Coyote style, at the end of chapter yeah. six. Uh, our chapter hero! S- our hero, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Grace finds him at the beginning of chapter seven, and uh, he wakes up in his own bed. And Grace gives him a whole rigmarole about how she followed him and how he's stupid and was doing things the hard way. She's like, oh, you know, Grace. you could have just done X, Y, and Z. And he's like, oh, okay. Grace, when are he you called, going to, when are you going to move on? <laughs> when are you going to move on, Grace? Gracie Grace? Um, a bunch of things happen in chapter seven. He calls Wolfgang. He's like, he, he decides he's going to go to Germany, to Deutschland. Uh, he calls the son schizophrenic, which, yeah, not great, not great, not great. Um, yeah, and then he uh, he, he he does some more stuff. There's there's uh there's he visits the Getty tomb, mm-hmm. you know. He does that again. Uh, he finds Mosley inside the tomb. And he thinks Mosley is dead. Yeah, what the fuck was this all about? Yeah, we find him. He's dead. I'm sorry. The way they're writing it, he finds him in the tomb. Dude's dead. Like, that's all right. there's to it. It's, yeah. it's pretty and sad. Then, and then he's he's dead. And then Gabriel gets knocked out yep. when he turns around. And uh, he is, like, bleeding from the head. Yeah. 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 Um. None of this matters. Uh, he, <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna get to a half hour with this episode. So, oh god, he uh, goes to Germany um, because the the Ritter estate, uh, Rittersburg, um, which is which is his family's estate. It's a castle. Yep. Um, because, you know, he's part of the bourgeois that is trying to oppress the German proletariat um, <laughs> under the. We just got done watching the Super Mario Brothers movie, guys. Well, to... yeah, that will have been out before this, but we're recording this after that. We and get, there's a lot of. I know we just had cartoons of us made. Can we have cartoons of us made as Iggy and Spike? Uh, <laughs> oh, that would be great. Dressed in the Iggy and Spike costumes. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, he meets uh, Gerda. Is it Gerda? Gerda. Gerda, uh, who is the caretaker of the castle. Um, and okay, so he does a bunch of shit at the castle. Yes. Uh, he can't get into the library because there's a point and click adventure puzzle uh, preventing him from getting into the library. So he has to uh, uh, go to the, the cathedral and he hallucinates a dragon or is there a dragon actually there? 
I don't know. No, he even says later that he's not sure. Like, it's not clear (laughs) for anybody involved. Not clear. Don't know. Um, At this point, as you're well aware, I've stopped caring. Yes. But he wakes up. He wakes up and he has the thing that he needs to get into the library. And uh, the whole point of going to Germany was to talk to Wolfgang, but Wolfgang has already left to go to Africa. And, you know, when Germans go to Africa, it doesn't generally work out well, doesn't generally work out well, you know, Um, and he he shouldn't be going down there. So um, he needs to figure out where he's gone. He gets into the library, he starts reading all about the. Uh, the the bullshit that Wolfgang has been doing had to, had to be a shot in uh, a, a, a Jägermeister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Jägermeister. it is. Yeah, Jägermeister. You got it. He's shot in Jäger, Jägermeister. Jägermeister. It's all the same. It's all the same. This, t- this whole sequence takes like, you know, 20 pages or so of him just in Deutschland. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it doesn't feel authentic at all. Like there's no description of the fact that he no. and the fact that it only takes him exactly 15 hours to go from New Orleans to the where he is in Germany. It's like 15 yeah. hours later, he was in the place. And I'm like, there's like it was you, it was just that easy, huh? You, yeah. There's an airport not far from where you needed to go. You didn't need to take a, a train. You just it's, you're just there. There's for for the insane level of unnecessary detail. Uh, that goes into this 400-page book. Um, Suddenly, in the third act, when we're actually jet-setting, which could be exciting Indiana Jones-style Red Arrow crossing the globe shit, uh, yeah, uh, suddenly we don't have a lot to say uh, when it comes (laughs) to... Because I guess our author didn't take a three-day vacation uh, in Germany. In Germany. (laughs) In Bavaria. Dateline. Dateline. Germany. (laughs) (laughs) The Fjord's troops are on the march. Yeah, exactly. Normally, when when Germans make their way into Africa, we have to send a patent. Uh, But... uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's for a different podcast. It's it's uh, it's Ritter, not Rommel. Um, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> but if I hope you guys aren't getting too comfortable in Germany, though, uh, that beautifully uh, described Germany, uh, because we end up going to Africa almost immediately afterwards. Yeah, we're going to we're going to fucking Africa. We're in chapter eight now. Uh, that's when the dragon thing happens. Yeah. Um, and he he's like imagining that he's talking to his grandfather and he talks about how he's like, I love you, granddad. And be like, you never knew him. Like, don't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. You know, I mean, sure. Uh, so he he figures out what part of Africa they're supposed to be in. And he goes there. He yes. goes to Africa and then there's an entire like point and click. So he's in the People's Republic of Benin, which yes. that's not that's not a real place, is it? It, uh, it is. It is a real place. It is. OK. Yes. I, so I'll it, give that give it is. Well, that's, her, what's, that's what's funny, though. It's like for like the lack of description 
that they give Germany, she picks the most obscure Western African country. It's yeah, a it, tiny and it's country. a real, it's a real narrow, narrow guy yeah. right in there. Um, yeah, it's a tiny little country, so it's such a random choice. Um, yeah, and but but here's the thing: I did a little research on Benin just because I was curious, and I have ADHD. Oh, okay. What yeah. did you learn about? Well, Benin? I learned, I learned that Benin, like many countries in Africa, uh, has. Uh, you know, we think of in America, like if you know someone who's bilingual, it blows our mind, you know. Uh, right. And uh, and if it's not Spanish, holy shit, we've got an Einstein over here. Um, but in countries in Africa, there are dozens of languages spoken because it, it's all laid out in old tribes and nationalities and and uh, cultures that we've never even heard of, like that, right. that, that, that there's just so many of them. And so when you look at the Wikipedia article of Benin and you look at the language breakdown, like the highest percentage of language there is like 30 something percent. It's not even like 80 wow. percent of people speak this. It's like 30. I don't even remember what language it is. Um, and and it's but it, <laughs> but all of this is to say that with that many cultures and languages in the same tiny country, there's no excuse for somewhere in this book to refer to people speaking African. (laughs) I like how you built up to that. (laughs) African. I don't remember exactly where in the book it was, but they literally, and I double, he was like, they're not doing this as a joke. He literally had someone go, well, I don't speak, he doesn't speak African. So it's like, oh my God. (laughs) No such thing, buddy. Not a, not a language. Not a language. No notes. 10 out of 10. Fine holiday fun for you and your family. Read Gabriel Knight, Sins of the Father. Uh, Oh God. I don't, Jesus. I don't speak Native American. Like, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, no, that's basically exactly the like same the kind the of same. idea. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's all of these rich cultures, hundreds of them with all kinds of various regional dialects and languages. And we all just go, yeah, they're Indians. It's just like, it's the same basic idea. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, okay, so uh, Benin, if you're wondering where it is located... Uh, it is to the west of Nigeria. Um, and Nigeria is Nigeria is basically it's one of the biggest countries in yeah. uh, in Africa, both culturally and population wise. You know, it's a country of 230 million people. Um, you know, it's like the size of it. It's bigger than Japan in terms of population. Yeah. Um, and I think within I don't know enough to to say authoritatively, but I think Nigeria is one of the countries that kind of exports the most like culture. It's going for a cultural victory in Civ. Um, it absolutely <laughs> is. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, as as uh, <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. <laughs> one of the main, one of the big movers and shakers uh, to look at uh, in Africa over the next, uh, you know. A uh, couple decades, but yeah. So Benin and Benin is uh, in, uh, Benin is located in between Nigeria. Nigeria is to its east. Togo is to its west. And then you have uh, along that coast, Ghana, uh, Ivory Coast, Liberia, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So there you go, Benin. 
Yeah, full credit for actually putting in... For actually putting in a real African country. A real African country, and not, you know, one that people are going to immediately recognize. Like, both of us, I, I also assumed that this was not a real place. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to act like, of course I knew about the Republic of Benin. No, it's it. I did not know that. Um, so, full credit for that. Uh, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, minus Good several for thousand for speaking African. Minus several thousand. There's more several thousand minus points <laughs> coming are, up. Oh, we are in the red, my friend. We, we are, are in, the in the red. This book is <laughs> in the red. Um, so most of the Africa segment uh, in Benin is a real point and click ass puzzle solving. It gets so much worse. <laughs> it gets so much worse. Like this whole section, this last third, there are so many. We already, we've already commented on it. Uh, we, it, it. There's nothing more to say except for the fact that as this book was being written, it just got worse to the point where it's just, if you, in an adventure game, walk into a room and you see a book that you can pick up, you go, I'm going to keep that book, right? Like that's, right. that's how, that's how adventure games work. In regular life or books, that is not how anyone actually works. You don't just collect things, you know, because you'd never, you you just, you, you'd be weighed down. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the minutes. thing is, is uh, we really play fast and loose with encumbrance and RPGs. <laughs> right. I mean, right. Encumbrance is like two things. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. And, and this game treats it. We're going to get to it. I don't, I don't want to jump ahead, but there is one part in this section of the book that is particularly egregious with like the, Oh, I'm just going to pick up a bunch of shit and, and that's normal. And, and but we'll, we'll get to it. I'm not going to jump ahead because yeah, I don't yeah, want to nah, spoil nah. the rest of the book. Yeah. I mean, stab me if we pass it, because I'm going to be moving at a pretty brisk pace. Um, <laughs> I will. I promise. <laughs> um, so he 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 runs. He ends up like there's there's snakes on doors and he's identifying the snakes on the doors. And he's like, at one point, Gabriel's going like, I go to room three and then back to room five and then to room four. Be like, yes. guys, come on. Come on. Consolidate, um, for Christ's sake. Consolidate this yes, a little bit. Please. Or provide some actual interesting names. It's like, there's right. a ballroom. There's a uh, right. there's a antechamber. Whatever. Something. Yes. Something. Absolutely. Uh, there's small mounds. There's large mounds. Uh -huh. uh, there's... Uh, people are looking at him. He does see his, uh, his uncle. He gets his... He, he yes. runs into his uncle... And yes. they just continue adventuring on. There's some real Indiana Jones. It's like, you know what? It's not Indiana Jones. It's like the uh, the young adventures of Indiana Jones. Yeah. It's like yeah. Indiana Indiana Jones on a TV budget. It's it's Indiana Jones Jr. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like Indiana Jones TV budget. And yeah. Yeah. I forgot all about that. They totally made that show. Absolutely. They yeah. totally made that show. And the wraparound of that show is indie as like however old Harrison Ford is now. Right. Telling right. the story. Yeah. I forgot about that. Jesus. Yeah. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. There would be two different types of adventures. There would be one where he was like 
I want to say 12 or 10 or something. And one where he was like 18. Right. Yeah. It was, it was something it, like that. Shit there would be, gets a little more real where, yeah, shit gets a little bit more real. Yeah. Um, they continued doing their, uh, Indiana Jones, junior, young Indiana Jones adventures until they get to a, <laughs> he refers to it as like, it's like an Aztec sacrificial table or yeah. something like that. And he's like, no, it's not Aztec. Yeah. It's its yeah. own culture. It's its own thing. Yeah. It's its own <laughs> it's, thing. They were the only, they, but they were only, they were the only, uh, culture that ever did human sacrifice. Kevin, didn't you know? Didn't I know? Um, didn't you know? Yeah. So, uh, uncle, uh, they realized that the only way to get the talisman out of the thing that they're, trying to get it out of is to do a human sacrifice so the uncle sacrifices himself and stabs him in the heart and cuts his own heart out and the yeah. blood comes out and it's like that's yeah, kind of metal it um, was it was yeah cause, especially because he just <laughs> lies to him because they fought off these golems you know that oh yeah the golems and he tells yeah. him he's like don't worry they have a heart and if we sacrifice one of their hearts it'll be fine just go over there and cut out one of their stone hearts and Gabriel's like, yeah, that sounds great. And he goes over and he goes, I don't know if this is going to work, grandpa or whatever. And turns around and he's already just like, yeah, just, just, just totally just put all of his eggs in this slutty New Orleans basket. And (laughs) his slutty New Orleans nephew, you know, you got to. Ooh. You got to really put all that's you got to really know if examine your life choices. If that's, I don't know if I'm. Yeah. If you're back in that pony and you're like, fuck it, it then let's face facts. You wanted to kill yourself anyway. Like you this were had nothing, OK with the concept yeah. of killing yourself. If that was yes. if that's where you're at now. Yes, exactly. Um, by the way, golems also not African. No, distinctly. on And, and, and if you would just call <laughs> them something else. That would be one yeah. thing. And and I understand like that one. It's like, you know, we're all finding out new cultural things that D&D uh, didn't uh, fully explain to us. And that's fine. Sure. Uh, but you're I don't know. Here's the thing. There are certain like headphones keep slipping down. It's like a um, goal. Could you say that a golem is cross cultural enough to like just use it as shorthand? Uh, I don't I, know. I feel I don't think you can. You sh- I don't think you should. There are no, well, that's that's just it. That's just it. Just because you could, it's yeah. not. It's not. I'm working on a project right now uh, that uh, we're designing. I was designing something along those lines, and I asked the uh, creative director and said, you know, should I call this a golem? And they went, no, no. We can we can be more creative than that, and it has nothing to do with you know the culture uh, that spawned that. So let's not touch yeah. that. And they're like, oh, of course, you're absolutely right, and. Right. But that wasn't, and that's the thing. In the early to mid '90s, that was not how people thought about things. Naturally, it just wasn't. Right. Hard. So there are a lot of moments where I want to give the author grace here. I really do. But it stacks up so quickly, and because, and I think I could. I think there is a lot of shit in this book that I could forgive culturally speaking if it weren't for the fact that culture is part of the book. The whole idea of the book is it's meant to explore cultures and religions and countries and stuff. So it's like, do some goddamn research. 
So like, so if, if right. that's what you're trying to do, then do it. Like don't, yeah. don't half-ass Find- it and piss people off. Yeah. You, you could have found, possibly found something that would have been related to yes. an African uh, culture that occupied that region that it was maybe something along the lines of a golem. Same, similar Absolutely. concept. Absolutely. But golem for How those hard of you would that who, be? Yeah, golem, golem for um, those of you who don't know is is a creature from Jewish mythology um, where it is basically the, the it, it is a creation out of clay and then I believe there the you put a message in its mouth and that's its that's its goal or something like that. It's like yeah, something like that. I, I can't I can't that's just it. It's like I can't I can't even pretend to know exactly what it is. And 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 for the record, the project I was working on, um when I stopped being lazy and thinking in terms of oh, it's a this golem or a that golem. Um, and started trying to come up with a more original take on it, it came out way better. Sure, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. way better than if I had just been like, oh, it's a this golem. Like, that's boring as shit. But the but the thing I came up with was way, way better in the long run. And right. so, you know, it's just it's just a lesson for writers anyway. So There is a, um, there is a Jacob Geller video uh, called The Golem and the Jewish Superhero. Oh, I watched that one. Yeah. Yeah, that is... That, would be worth uh, uh, checking out. Man, he's um, awesome. His videos rule. Yeah, he. Oh, yeah, he rules. Um, I'm. I'm just happy I got to talk to him on, on to over say, on over on uh, Bullet Time. That was a lovely Jacob conversation. Geller, do you want to be on Pixelit? Do you want to hang out with us on Pixelit? I asked him and he said no. I know. <laughs> I know. It's I and I blame myself. I, I'm sure it has something to do with me. He's, <laughs> he's like, like I'm not really doing. I'm, not, I'm Kevin, trying not to do too many new things this year. You which, you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. I believe. Yeah. I I totally I get it. Kevin, if um, it was your solo project, that'd be fine. But that asshole you've got on that show. That guy, you, Phil. Oy, <sighs> I've got a reputation um, to uphold. Reputations. Um. So anyway, uncle's dead. Yes. Yes, he sure is. <laughs> Chapter 10. We're going back. We're going back to New Orleans. Um, and uh, he gets back to St. George's bookshop and he's like, hey, but Grace isn't there. Grace has gone missing and it looks like there's a struggle. But there's Mosley. Mosley's alive. What, what what's going fuck? on? <laughs> I don't even get what the point was of him seeming dead in the first place. Yeah. But he's alive. Well, um, it's not like we had learned so much about him that he was this beloved character and it like broke our hearts that he was dead. I we'll just, learn le- more about him later when the author decides to exquisitely describe how overweight and uh, flabby. Yeah. It, it was like I was I was reading that part and it's like. This is just fat phobic at this yeah, point. Like, <laughs> this like, is just look, body if shaming. <laughs> if you're fat, you're fat. But like yeah. like 350 pages into this book, we get our actual first like full physical description of him. And it's not enough that he's fat. It's like he's he's uh, uh, got a sunken chest and like he's He has rolls uh, like, on uh, rolls and yeah. his finger, his toenails are too long. And yeah, he's got just, hairy feet, hairy troll feet. Yes, uh, yes. 
<laughs> a series of, of skin tags that form a crown around his head. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's that kind of like level of gross. It's guys, Jesus, like riddled with phlebitis. Right. <laughs> A good Republican body. <laughs> he does, you know, it does, it does give you a very Dune vibes, doesn't it? Just, just yeah. kind of <laughs> pockmarked and, and uh, just terrible. Poor, poor guy. Poor Mosley. And yeah, yeah. And we find out that he was faking it because he was like snooping around in the cemetery and he heard someone coming. So he pretended to be dead. And then when the person, Gabriel, who uh, was in there, turned his back, he smacked him on the back of the head with a brick or some goddamn thing. Uh, so it's the stupidest explanation for what happened to Gabriel in that scene we p- could have possibly it's had. so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a whole bunch of dumb shit that's coming up, too. Yeah, um, yeah. They really they really bottom loaded the dumb. So shit. it really, really just just stacked it in at, right at the bottom, right, uh, right at the, bottom. the end of this book. So he goes <laughs> to the they have a conversation. They're like, ah, no, Tito is the goal, not the cartel, um, because and because they're talking about getting the FBI involved. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. They go to. um uh, Gabriel goes to the church and he's starts thinking maybe it has something to do with the church. Maybe the Han Four is like located in the church somehow. He's like, but it's holy ground. Ah. So he's like looking around and he goes inside one of the confessionals. He's like, this could be interesting. And it's like he sees some wood in the confessional and it's cherry. And he says it has a knot in it. And he goes, but everyone knows cherry wood doesn't have knots. Oh, do they? <laughs> I'm sorry for like, we talked about this with King's quest, like where it's like, if you're going to know, if you're going to do like pick things up and like learn things first and then use them later. And, and, and this book overdid that to a point where it's absurd. And then we just get thrown. Everyone knows cherry wood doesn't have knots. Yes, it does. Yes. I, I used to sell flooring. It absolutely has knots in it. What are you talking about? Like yeah. what kind of like, oh yeah, yeah. Obvious rule of thumb. Fucking cherry wood doesn't have knots. What? Like it's just, I, I don't know. And I, and I texted Kevin earlier yeah. today. I don't know why that was where I snapped. That was, like, that, was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back on the camel. It was just too much. It's like, okay, so here's, here's the thing about the book. One thing was researched particularly well. Yes. And that was the history of voodoo uh, and the history of voodoo in the United States and Africa. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. I mean, it's seemingly pretty, it's, it's, you know, it's, cursory like top level stuff but yeah that yeah, stuff was researched read some books not half yeah. bad nothing else nothing else <laughs> nothing else everything else was like i i spent a whole three days in new orleans i didn't have time to clarify my cherry wood thing like <laughs> Just, like if it was just a simple something like 
he felt along and he felt a, a weird depression. Yeah. You know, something like that. Fine. That's been used a million times. You could have used that, but just to yeah. be like, Jerry Wood does not have any knots. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, I Googled Cherry Wood and I'm like, that's fucking knots. Knots all over the place. What are you talking? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's kind of like, and again, if you had been in a scene three or four chapters before where you're chatting with somebody and he kind of casually says, well, uh, you know, Cherrywood from New Orleans is well known for not having knots or some goddamn thing or something like that. And then we bring it up. It still would have been incorrect, but it would have been decent writing. Sure. You know, it, but but just like this, like, but everybody knows that Cherrywood doesn't have nah. knots. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Says just, I, and the Cherrywood salesman. <laughs> right. Cherrywood is the finest of the woods. <laughs> Why do you think George Washington was trying to chop down that cherry tree? I tell you why. It is knotless. Knotless wood. That's why they called him Old Knotless George. Old Knotless George. And he 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 was a, a president. He was a <laughs> to, he was the presidentiest of presidents. I love I love I think I love watching you run out of steam. It's one of my favorite things. (laughs) And he was president. He was president. Chapter nine. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to let my brain take, take this. I'm just going to, I'm just going to let it go and see where it goes. And you work so hard, Kevin, you work so hard. Give yourself a break from time to time. Give myself a break from time to time. (laughs) Um, so he fucking finds a thing to press in the knot in the cherry wood and it, there's a secret passage. Um, and he goes down into the secret passage and he's in, I guess, a fucking spaceship. What the fuck? Yeah. Like it's in, suddenly it's 2001, a space odyssey. Everything's. I'll give it to her. She describes it very well. It's like everything's metallic and white and shiny and glossy. It's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, he does a whole bunch of like sneak it around and like point and click adventure puzzle solving. Uh-huh. We're back um, to that. Like, oh, I, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go ha- go to the drum in the room and I'm going to beat out something that says Dr. John come to the thing so I could go to where Dr. John is and steal his badge while he's not looking. And then I'm going to go around and I'm looking for grace and I'm really sneaking around and I swiped a badge and I found grace and holy shit. Mosley's here too. Um, (laughs) Just like, you know, coming in like a CIA spook, Mosley just appears again. (laughs) It's like, for the for the for a guy who is basically seems like he the author would have you believe is asthmatic and on death's door and just you know uh unable to do anything mosley sure does sneak around a lot he just stumbles the fuck into like the most like it's got to be one of the most top secret places in the world at this point he and he's like where are we gabriel's like where are we and I was like, and Mosley's like, I know, 
were under Jackson Square. And I'm like, I think everybody knew that. You were Everyone just knows in, that, bud. You, ever, we, you were just in Jackson Square at yeah. the cathedral there, and you went under it. So let's yeah. assume that you're you're there. <laughs> and this is and this is, by the way, when we get we start to get to see Mosley as the character that the author really wants her to him to be, uh, where he's like the Barney Fife bumbling idiot kind of style character. Uh, and and we get like little I don't know, looking back, I suppose there were hints like him going. <laughs> but yeah. It's so weird. He he actually says some genuinely funny shit uh, uh, in these scenes, and and it's ridiculously wasted at this point. Ridiculously wasted. Oh, I forgot to mention that he sees Malia having a conversation with Titolo, and she's like, "What if you know? Can we not kill him? Well, it's like we'll go through with the, all the plan that you want. Just don't kill Gabriel." And right. she and Titolo's like, "No, he must pay." <laughs> For reasons. 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 Um, so, yeah, they they uh, they were like uh, they were going to they were trying to figure out what they're going to do with Grace when Dr. John is they hear Dr. John on his way in. So they hide in the bathroom in Grace's room um, and Dr. John and some other dude pick up Grace and take her out into the Han four thing. Um, and they are there and, and Mosley and, uh, Gabriel sneak in to be like part of the crowd, uh, in the center of the chamber and they've changed grace into, it seems it's described as like a see-through white robe. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> you could see her bare skin underneath. Yeah. Cause the, the book needed to be hornier. The book needed to be a li- just a touch hornier. Just a so touch the, hornier. So our, our our hot Japanese American New York character, she's gonna get get oh, semi naked. Oh, oh, real yeah. quick, this is this is where I was talking about. Uh, right before this was where I was talking about um, the inexplicable ability to oh, pick inexplicable up everything. List of items. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's all money. He finds stacks upon stacks upon oh, stacks yeah. of hundred dollar bills. <laughs> And it like and it's like and he took five or six of those and and just what like like just giant the way they're described like big thick stacks five or six of them and then just casually throws in and then just a just a, a smaller three inch stack of hundreds just for good it's like where is he putting this <laughs> money weighs stuff it does in fact take up room like where is and it's His never inventory. spoken of again. It's never yeah. spoken of again. It's not even ever brought up. It's not like, right. oh, we can yeah. save the bookstore now or something right. like I that. I thought maybe in the epilogue, something. No, no, it's just nope. He just he just takes some money. Which look, he we takes all do it. that. But he takes it. He he has it in his inventory, and we're never going to see it again. Never um, again. Never again. So he spends it all on hookers and blow. That is a fact. Yeah, that is a fact. Not yes. he doesn't even pay Grace. No, um. no. Yeah, he still hasn't paid her. She really <laughs> likes him for some reason. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. So, uh, uh, Malia comes out, uh, but it's actually not Malia. It's Titolo. Um, and basically because Grace was not, uh, asleep, she was just pretending to be asleep. She's able to like duck out of the way when the knife comes down and, uh, hit the, the thing. And that's when everything springs into action. Um, 
Dr. John <laughs> slaps her across the room. <laughs> he does. He sends her flying. He sends her flying. Um, and then uh, it's like Gabriel hears some pops and he turns around and he sees Mosley pointing, just pointing his gun at Dr. John. And he's like, why are you just pointing your gun at it? It's because Mosley already killed Dr. John. Dr. Yeah. John, um, like Mosley just drew and fired. Um, yeah. As soon as he, he hit Grace, he really is a good cop. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta give it to him. He really is. He a he's good a cop? Solid cop. He's well, yeah. he's good at he's good at being a cop. Let me put it that yeah. way. <laughs> so Mosley kills Doctor John, um, and he is. Then they. Oh God, damn it! There's this. Okay. <laughs> So earlier in the book, they set up that there's a photo of Mosley playing keep away with his younger sister uh-huh. as a kid. That comes back into play right now where mm-hmm. where Gabriel plays keep away with the little the talisman with with Mosley. And it's like it's just Mosley remembers the time when it, with his sister. It's like. You don't need to set up keep away. No. You don't need to. Do you know it's, what you do need to set up? Cherrywood not having knots. Like that's <laughs> you got it mixed up. Everyone knows what keep away is. Everyone knows what keep away is. Everyone knows. Like that's that did yeah. not need to be set up so intricately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I read Remember. that, I was like, I was like, oh no. Remember in chapter three when I check off keep away. (laughs) If you place a keep away on the shelf in act one, you must keep it away by act three. Keep it away in act three. (laughs) Oh. Oh. I hate this book. (laughs) We're not reading the other ones, right? We're we're skipping those. No, no, (laughs) no. skipping <laughs> unless people really come clamoring for it i have no unless they intention. come clamoring knocking down the doors for it yeah, i have yeah. no intention of of uh reading it so yeah, uh nope, anyway doc, nope. dr dr john dies uh they're playing some keep away and um there's like a, a chamber that opens in the center of the floor and then, you know, we get the we basically get the um, last crusade ending. Yeah, um, that's basically the ending of, of of the story is is like there's an opening in the floor and he's trying to save Malia and Titolo and Malia finally forces Titolo out of her body. And yeah. and Gabriel's holding on to her and he's like, uh Elsa, just give me your hand. And Elsa's yeah. like, I can reach, uh, Indy, I can reach the, I can reach the cup. And he's like, I can't hold on to you, Elsa. <laughs> just. And, and then uh, she falls and then Gabriel falls in and tries to reach the, the, the Holy Grail. And Sean Connery comes in. Right. <laughs> and, and says, let it go, Sean. Yeah. Let it go. And, and, and uh, he, he lets it. He lets it go, and he grabs uh, Sean Connery's hand, yep. and he's pulled up. And uh, I did not describe the ending of Sins of the Fathers. I just decided to describe uh, uh, Last Crusade because 
it's more better. Yeah, it's more it's fun. Better. It's way better. And then there's the knowing uh, night. The 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 night <laughs> tying it all Richard. together. Gabriel ah. Knight. Hey, who, who nods to to them? Yeah. No, seriously though, Malia decides to let go and fall into the fiery depths below and die and end her bloodline so that Tidalo can't come back. Yeah. Um, yeah. She she actually says, I, I don't think we're going to want a new um, lady for you to flirt with in the second game. So I have to die. I have to die now. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Gabriel's really sad about that. Mm hmm. Sure. He loved her. He loved, he loved her, her because which is um and it makes sense. It makes sense that Gabriel we spent, and her, yeah. because they were um they were in love bec- um they were in love. They were in love. Um because, because they were because yeah, because reasons. Because reasons were we ever were we going to establish those reasons in the first 300 pages of the book? No, you're just going to have to take our word for it. Going to have to take our word for it. They saw each other in a limo one night and it was hot. And and uh, he did. Hello, nurse. Yeah, and that, and was, that was that's really what won her over. And that's and that's love. And that's what <laughs> and that's, love is. That's love. When when um, Kevin and I first met our wives and and uh, and and we shouted "Hello, nurse!" and and put a ring on it. That's just how that's, this works. That is the mating call of uh, your typical North American male. I actually <laughs> may have said that uh, to my wife on our first or second date, if I'm being completely honest. Um, yeah. So we get a nice little wrap up wrap up in the epilogue. Uh. Where Grace is just like, I love working for you. I'm going to drop out of grad school to work for you. That's what she says, Kevin. Yeah. And she's like, are you going to do it? Are you going to be a Schottenjager? Jaeger? Jaeger. Schottenjager. Schottenjager. And he's like, I could do a Schottenjager. And, <laughs> Off of your and then we <laughs> <laughs> Freeze frame. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and it says Tim Curry as yeah. Gabriel Knight. <laughs> I want to break free. And the credits start rolling. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't it be nice if that's how it ended? That would be really cool. Oh, uh, what? What? No, it, hold on. Um, What's I would have the, retroactively this? given this book a ten. Oh out of no, 10. no, no! It's the it's clearly going to be uh, uh, freeze frame and careless whisper starts playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just careless, and my my just like myself, my camera lost focus. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the camera loses focus every time one of us does. The uh, that's the end of the book. The end. And then yeah. I, the the epilogue seamlessly, like you wouldn't admit, you would. <laughs> what I love is is they sat until dawn, not saying anything more, just watching the firemen and the rain put the fire out. Don't miss the next thrilling Gabriel Knight novel. <laughs> yeah. They jump yeah, just right like, into it. 
Gabriel Knight will return in. Gabriel Knight will return. The Beast Within. Gabriel, as the new Schottenjäger, is asked to investigate a series of mutilation murders in Munich, Germany. The horrifying deaths are thought to be the work of werewolves, and as the hunters become the hunted, the only hope for deliverance lies in a desperate scheme. And immediately I thought to myself, how do you suppose they are offensive to um, another culture if they're, if this one takes place in Germany? And I went, oh, it's werewolves, uh, Romani. Easy. Oh, yes, they're going uh, to... I wouldn't be surprised if there's yeah. some, some real Romani, um, yeah. you know stuff in there fuck it fuck it we'll do it uh, live phil what phil what did you think of gabriel knight sins of the fathers i loved it wouldn't change anything it was my favorite 10 out of 10 five so stars like 10 out of 10 yeah, yeah yeah i'm gonna read it again i'm gonna read it Are again you? while i'm getting a blowjob uh yeah <laughs> uh no i'm gonna burn it in my backyard i i i don't i i cannot yet say if i think this is the worst book we've read yeah um, that leaves no room for anything else right <laughs> Right. Uh, I cannot yet say if that's the case, um, but it is it is in our bottom three. At least like that was just it's it's there are parts where it's 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 and, and the thing is, once again, I'm trying to be generous here. And there are there are lots of moments um, in this book where I'm like, OK, she's not a terrible writer uh, like she she is there are there are lots of reasons to believe that she is a decent enough writer here it's just that she kept so close to the game design narrative which was not necessary or good uh right. for what we were doing yeah uh, it makes for a perfectly serviceable game but not sure. a great read and then of course there's all the cultural shit um even without the cultural shit this would be this would be a hard hard pass this would be pretty pretty rough even without the the racism yeah in it it's just and the the misappropriation and and all that stuff the cultural appropriation um uh, uh, yes it's very long-winded it's 400 pages this is the longest book we've ever read in the show that is a fact really i I, wow yes. yes It That's wild. Just, if we had, I, I don't know for certain, but I, I, I feel like it. it has I thought to be. rap Bioshock Rapture might have been longer, but <sighs> yeah, maybe, maybe it's just that was a good book, and so it didn't, it didn't drag on quite as much. Um, yeah, yeah. This one, it just it. I had thirty pages to finish last night, and and I fell asleep. Uh, before I could finish it. The second time that you've fallen asleep. Okay, so Bioshock Rapture, I think, is longest at 432 okay. pages. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Then. Yeah, this is this is just at 400. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just that's just the thing, though. That's what happens when it's a book that it, it just it drags. This could have been a 300, nay, 250 page book. Easily. Keep it tight. Yeah, easily. Keep it way tight. And 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 would it been a, would it have been uh, would I have enjoyed it? I don't know. Uh but it would have been it would have gone down easier. Let's let's say that. I think we knew that there was going to be problems as soon as we saw the cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That cover's a mess. That cover's there's a so mess. Much, there's, there's so there's much there's so much going, going on, on here. Oh boy. There's oh, there's boy. Gabriel from the FMV game. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's shaggy Eddie Vedder hair and shaggy Eddie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's 
<laughs> right now he's typing up the lyrics to Better Man. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, Believe it's, you me. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna. You better watch out. Gabriel's gonna hunger dunger dang all over you, bitches. Uh, <laughs> it's just. It's a mess. Yeah. Sometimes we're just waiting and watching the clock. It's four <laughs> o'clock. It's time to stop. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, I'm gonna listen to some Pearl Jam tonight. Yeah, go for it. You know, that's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm glad. Anyway, so so this book's over. Um, I don't have to think about it ever again. No, you don't. I just just did a I just did a David Letterman toss of the book. Yeah. (laughs) You are the David Letterman of our of our crew. I mean, without the terrifying hobo beard. But you could totally grow that beard. That's the thing. I, I know it's in I you. I could. I know I it's in it, you. I keep. I try to keep it tight because otherwise yeah. I get it a little too itchy. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you yeah. could if you wanted to, and you probably so, will one day. Phil, um, I have an important question to ask you. Okay. Uh, what are you playing? Ah, oh, well, uh, appropriately enough, based on that very question, I did just finish uh, the remake of Resident Evil Four. Nice. Uh, loved it. Loved it. Chef's kiss. Uh, we we talked about it a little bit with Jesse Garasho when we had him on recently. And uh, and he was absolutely right. He made this point where it's like, it's not... Because I said, you know, I beat this game for the first time last year. And now the remake's coming out. Is it going to be worth it? And he pointed out, he said, well, this is... It is the same game, but it's not. It's doing its own right. thing. It's not really yeah. a remake. It's a reimagining. There's so yeah. much to it. And I think because I'm, uh, I'm more into the the newer Resident Evil games, sure. uh, despite the fact that I started it too. Uh, but yeah, my yeah, favorites yeah. have been Village seven and eight. Seven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I loved every change they made for it. I I liked the camp they kept. Uh, I liked the the dark forbidding shit that they uh, added. Yeah, it is I a dark a game. Like lighting oh, wise, it yes, is yes. dark. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You are fucking blind in that game, and uh, it was super fun. I loved the changes. I loved um, uh, uh, the stuff of the president's daughter. She was less of a of a pain in the ass. Um, oh, a- Ashley is am- is amazing. She yeah. is um, just like. When you're uh, at the shooting range and she gets yeah. so excited when you do well, I was like, that's yeah. sweet. You know, it's cute. It's cute. There's there is a cute there's a cute thing there uh, with them without it turning into like a weird, gross love thing. Like, sure. Yeah. They could have gone that angle and they chose not to. And I respect that because um, what and, she's she's supposed to be 20 and he's 27 or something oh, she like even that. that old i didn't even i didn't even yeah yeah she's a co- she's in college oh um, good, point, good point yeah okay, yeah so at least there's that but right. yeah it uh no but they just they had a they had really good rapport a sure really good back and forth um yeah. and and you wanted to protect her and the protecting of her wasn't nearly as uh just tedious as the right. original was. Um, so yeah. I loved it. I had a great time with it. I love, love, love that the knife was finally a viable weapon. 
Yes. Uh, it was. It, it, I used the shit out of that knife, and not just for sneak attacks either. Like I loved that thing. Did you use the parries and stuff like that? Yeah, and I'm not yeah. good at parries. That's right. the thing. I'm not good at that shit. I don't remember to think about that. And it was just so fluid. It it was great. Um, having finished that, I got into dredge. Okay, I've heard a lot of people talk about Dredge. I, I still have uh, know nothing about it, just that people have been talking about it. Here's the thing. I have never understood. I've got some friends who, who they have their game. You know, we sure. all know those people. The person's like, yeah. I'm a Warcraft player, that's all they play. I'm a Destiny player, that's all they play. I've never understood it. I've never understood it. Uh, there's just so much out there. And right. I've, I've played three hours of Dredge. I don't know if I need another game. <laughs> it is I am a fisherman Kevin I am a fisherman in, and, and I go from port to port catching fish and dredging up treasure from the deep and occasionally yeah. finding horrifying cosmic abominations yeah uh, that sounds good it's the perfect combination of HP Lovecraft and Quint from Jaws that I've been waiting for my entire life <laughs> I love this game so so much i am having a fucking blast it is it is it is so much fun it's so simple it's very very simple it, the 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 fishing games are the same fishing games you've played since goddamn you know uh uh legend of zelda and all that shit sure. it, 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 it's it's very simple but it's the sum of its parts that makes this uh, so special. There's, there's a you, certain fish that you can only catch after dark, but if you stay out after dark, um, you're being watched and you feel paranoia and you start seeing things in the distance and you don't know if they're real or not. And there's a fog bank and you could literally end up running aground because despite the fact that I've circled this island a hundred thousand goddamn times, the fog comes up and I don't know where I am anymore. And it's genuinely disorienting. And the exploration is super fun. The the Lovecraftian cosmic horror creepiness. Of, you, I like, you're just like, I'm just like, I'm gonna go catch some flounder. People like the flounder, it sells well over here. I'm gonna go <laughs> catch some flounder. So I find the school of flounder and I start, you know, bzz, 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 bringing in flounder. And all of a sudden I bring one up and it's like, Oh, that's not it's 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 a flounder with a giant fucking eyeball on it. It's like an a, an aberration yeah. flounder and an like, abomination. Read, yeah, and you read the description. I was like, if you look closely, you'll see that the pupil in the eye is not a pupil at all, but an egg. And they leave it at that. And uh and you go and take it to the fishmonger who buys your fish from you and he gets obsessed with it and bars the door to the shop. So I don't know when he's going to come out. I'm just storing fish for now because I got no one to sell to uh, and doing other shit. It's a weird goddamn game. It is $25 and is worth every penny. My favorite games have been 30 bucks or less just, this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's With great. the exception of Re Resident Evil. Yes. Uh, which is which is more than that. I don't yeah. know who's going to be paying a dollar for the uh, sunglasses. All that DLC shit. I just like. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. It it, it is. A I shame. loved it. I loved it, but it just kind of mars the whole thing for me. I don't. Eh. Sure. Yeah. You what know about that you, about Hold on, yeah. hold on. I got I got something to say about Dredge. Uh, oh, do it. Do you it, know that you you know that thing about a Cthulhu. He's got <laughs> lifeless eyes, black eyes, black eyes. Like like a a dog's dog's eyes. eyes. <laughs> when it comes at you, doesn't seem to be living. 
till it bites you and those black eyes roll over white. God, I love that fucking movie. I told I told Emily, for those of you who've been listening to us for a while, you may remember the story of me uh, showing my wife uh, Jaws for the first time and how she could not understand a word Quint said. And uh, she uh, told me recently that this summer, because it's a summer movie, we will watch Jaws again as long as I promise to put on closed captioning. Uh, so she can follow it a little bit. <laughs> so I will give you guys the heads up and get, uh, give you the update on how it goes after that. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, what I've been playing is I'm still playing Resident Evil 4. I'm on nice. I'm almost finished with my second playthrough. Um, I have the um, I have the hand cannon unlocked. Oh, nice. and I, okay. I fully upgraded it for the unlimited ammo with the hand oh, cannon. So now I have an unlimited ammo magnum. The only downside of it is it's it's like really imprecise. It's like, mm. you know, because like all the games have like different targeting like reticles and yeah. the way it works is that like your bullet can end up anywhere within that that like area. Right. right. Um, and the more uh, focused it is, the more likely it's going to be dead on. So like some of the handguns are really good. They're really precise. Um, the uh, hand cannon is, I think, the most powerful magnum in the game. And it uh, the, the, the reticle is like this <laughs> in terms of aiming. Uh-huh. And then like when you do the focus thing, it goes like, eh? And then it's like, it's like as soon as you accidentally twitch the 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 mouse it's like it <laughs> yeah oh that's funny yeah that's... so it's really hard to aim um but it's basically like the joker's gun and and batman uh right. 89 yeah um, you can shoot down a jet with the damn thing yes exactly uh so yeah i'm i'm still playing that and i also started playing have a nice death uh, which came oh, out of like early that? access. It is a fun, it's a fun little game. It's so cute. It's, um, so somebody said it's, uh, it's like if you took Hades and, uh, Hollow Knight and put them together, uh, um, you would have half a nice death, which well, that's two of your favorite yes, games. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes and no. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's, I think, yeah. In terms of aesthetic, it's definitely very Hollow Knight, um, and it has the roguelike, like uh, you know, permadeath. Every run is going to be a, a new run type of thing. Um, so, that all that being said, it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. I've put a you know, I I bought it in early access uh, okay. last year, and I played it for a little bit. Um, but didn't really get too far into it. And now I'm now that it's out of early access, I like cleared the save file and I'm starting fresh and 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 getting that's into smart. it. I, that's a it, good way of doing it, I think. Just yeah. get it get the full experience because it's sort of like it's sort of like and I'm hoping Gloomwood comes out a full release this year. I bought Gloomwood last year um, when they okay. first put it into early access and I played it all the way all the way through in terms of everything that was available which was like only, you know, a real small portion of the game. Um, yeah, talking about this one. And it's, and Gloomwood is, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Um, it's it, David Szymanski, yeah? Uh, 
I th yeah, I think he's involved in it. It's um, it's it's what's his name? Um, he goes by Taffer King. Um, he's one of the he's one of the other common new blood uh, folks as well. Oh, um, okay, okay. And and obviously it's a new blood uh, published game, so you know Dave Oshry is involved and all that stuff. Dylan um, Rogers. Dylan Rogers, there we go. Yeah, Dylan Rogers yeah. and David Zizmanski or Zimanski, I'm not sure uh, his his uh, how to pronounce his last name totally, but yes, uh, I, I think David does the programming and Dylan is the game designer. Um, but it's it's neat, you know. Uh, it, it it's a really great game. Uh, talking about a lot, I haven't played it recently, but that what I, I was getting circling back around to is like I bought it early in early access, played what was available. And then like tucked it away and be like, okay, I'm gonna come back to this when it's full release. You know, yeah. I got a little taste of it now. Uh, I'm not gonna keep playing it while it's through early access. I think I want like the finished product next time I play it. That's um, yeah, I get it. I absolutely get it. It's it's hard for me to buy early access games. That's why uh, um, you know, uh, Against the Storm was such a big deal to me. Like I loved it so sure. much, and and even now as it's updating and changing i'm still enjoying it and and which is lucky i think that's honestly just lucky <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it, it it you it's a real hit or miss experience yeah. in early access uh, i just had i have faith in like it's like certain things you can kind of like look at and be like all right i think this is probably gonna yeah. you know keep keep developing it's not like um, and not to throw shade at uh, World of Horror, but World of Horror is, uh, it's one person that's working on right. World of Horror. Oh yeah, and that's they a are, thing ever. And, and you know, World of Horror as it stands right now is an amazing game to play. Um, if you're interested in Lovecraft, Junji Ito style, yeah. um, like mystery solving, and it, it like creates a new mystery every time. Uh, the other, but World of Horror also is still in early access, and it's probably going to be a game that's in early access for a really long time yeah. because it's one person, and it's like, you know, it's at version eight point, uh, it's like point eight point seven or something like that, um, and maybe once a year they do a big update for like new stuff that's added to the yeah. game, but it's still not the full game yet. Um, and that's what you're going to get sometimes with indie devs. So just sometimes new, you just got to... You're getting new levels, basically. Yeah. So sometimes you just have to balance whether, okay, is it um, is it worth giving your money to an indie dev? And a lot of times, you know, you want to say, you hope the answer is yes. But sometimes, uh, I mean, I've been burned on games where I bought early access and then the game was abandoned. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, and not I think long if after. you're a... I think if you're a, you know, if you're a game nerd in the sense of like development and narrative like we are, then there is some advantage to getting it in early access because watching the growth of it can be a fascinating process. It sure. Just, but but you are, you know, you are taking a risk there. That there, there, there's nothing. There's no yep. getting around that. Yep. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that'll, that's, that's what I've been playing and that'll do it for tonight's episode. We didn't even get to your table topics, Phil. I mean, we, I, 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 uh, we, we I'm, managed to do a full hour I'm, on. I'm proud of us. I think we I'm did proud good. of us too. I, I think this is, this is what, 
This is what two years and almost a hundred episodes of professionalism gets you. We are we the are ability to professionals. Talk, the ability to talk for an hour, no matter what. <laughs> that's um, yeah. I think both of our wives would agree that that's a, that's a skill that we both have. Maybe? We can talk. <laughs> yeah, that might be something we're good at. Oh boy. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PixelitPod. Uh, go to our website, PixelitPod.com. You can join our Discord. You can sign up for our newsletter. Uh, you can download the transcripts of episodes. I, uh, You know, the automated transcripts have been getting better, I've noticed. Um, they are. They, the, the AI is getting, uh, is learning. Little, it's, learning it's a little, things. it's learning. It's a little bit sharper now. So, you know, um, if you're interested in that kind of thing, download the transcripts and and, and have at them. Uh, coming up next, we are. What what is our? What's your next episode, Phil? Well, um, it is Resident Evil: City of the Dead by S.D. Perry, the third in the Resident oh. Evil uh, series, and and we're doing that for a very uh, uh, specific reason. And, yeah, and that, uh, why would we be doing that? What's what's well, that reason? It's because next episode is our hundredth episode. One hundred episodes. I don't know how Kevin and I decided to make a podcast about video game novelizations, and we've been here for a hundred episodes. One hundred episodes. Now, some of you might say, "Like, well, yeah, I think you've done more than a hundred episodes at this point." Well, like. Well, true. We've recorded uh, more than that in terms of bonus episodes. Sure. We're counting only the mainline baby boy uh, episodes here. The yep. ones that are numbered in your in your feed. That's that's what we're doing. And we are hitting 100 next week with S.D. Perry's. Uh, was it City of the Dead? City of the Dead. City of the Dead. S.D. Perry's City. S.D. Perry's Resident Evil 2. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean that is what it is. Yeah, it's based on Resident Evil Two, which which is which is the first Resident Evil I ever played, so it's very close to my heart. So I'm really you know uh, yeah I I I love Resident Evil Two to this day, and um, the the original had I love the remake. The remake is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, the the original had some interesting ideas too that uh, have never really been. I, they haven't really done since then um, what the the whole zapping mechanic where it's like if you do one thing and one storyline you'll see it play out in the other storyline oh, yeah that was that was they called it the zapping mechanic why I don't know but it's funny it is well like like so many things when it comes to Resident Evil I have to assume it's part of a localization. Uh, slash translation issue. <laughs> uh, it, I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll go with that. Anyway, yeah. uh, have a good night. Bye.